Thanks for tuning in for the Dogwood Media Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Harris. And today I've got back Lauren Cumbie, and we'll be talking about something really fun to talk about that's really relevant. It's the rise of video content. Hi, and welcome back to the Dogwood Media Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Harris. And we are here now for episode eight. And I have a guest I've had on here a couple of times before. Uh, she's also serving as our other host who's here when I'm not here. That would be the one and only Miss Lauren Cumbie. Hello. Lauren's our account manager here and helps take care of a lot of our uh, clients. And so pretty much every client has probably talked to Lauren at some point, I would say, over the past four years. Probably. Pretty much everybody. At this point, by the time this airs. Uh, you would have been here over four years at that point. That is crazy. I can't imagine it. I was actually talking outside just a little while ago about all the changes that happened in the past four years for Dogwood and just where we came from then to now. And uh, Slayton has said, you know, your kids, you know, four years from now, they're going to be graduating high school. And it's like, Slayton, shut your mouth, you know? Well, honestly, <laughs> I mean, so your kids turned 14 in February. Yep. And when we had the open house, I was talking to Jennifer and she said something about, can you believe that, believe they're going to be 14? And I was like, no, because they were 10 when I met them. Uh huh. It's happened so fast. I mean, they're going to be driving next year. Mm -hmm. They'll be 15. And then next thing you know, they're going to be graduating high school. But anyways, four years, a lot of stuff can happen. Yeah. And so I've been very grateful to have you as part of our team now for, for over four years. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks oh, for sticking around. Of course. A lot of things <laughs> change and then some things don't, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just get stuck with me for four years. <laughs> Hopefully many more. Hopefully many, many more. <laughs> So we've got a lot of great plans happening with Dogwood and just some different things we'll get to talk about and just some ways we see us growing in the future. And so uh, it's nice to have uh, you know you stick around for those and several other people, too. I hope they all stick around, of course. Everyone stick but, around. Yeah. You know me. I've, we've joked about this. That, you know, I just want everyone to stay forever. Right. And, but it doesn't actually ever work that way. But I understand. Like everyone, sometimes people want to go. And I don't, I don't understand why they would leave me. <laughs> uh, but today we're talking about the rise of video content, which is something that's very... Uh, near and dear to my heart because uh, last episode I was your guest and we talked about my back history and I came out of that radio and TV world. And so like to see the rise of video content for me has been like it's big, you know, and so I was really excited when I saw this blog post that uh, that was written that talked about seeing this. Also, by the way, if you haven't read this blog post, you need to go to dogwoodmediasolutions.com and go to our blog section, look for the rise of video content in there. Written by Lauren, and it has one of the best pictures we've ever posted as a featured image. And, and I took it. Lauren actually took this post, took the picture, and it's actually in the room we're in right now. It's a picture of Mark uh, video editing. He has the big screen TV on, has an image on it that he's showing off. He's got both his screens in front of him with his timelines on it. He's got the speakers all glowing. It's just it's a perfect little picture. And that's what's fun about this room. It's a super dark, like it's a cool black room and you can really kind of get the idea of behind it from this picture. So great job on the picture, Lauren. We'll have to add you to our photography team next. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's not like Mark had to tell me what to do 12 times before we got that <laughs> shot. So you did tell me it took you like 10 minutes for that one shot. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's why Mark's the photography and videography guy and I am not because he had a vision and he needed to explain to me how to get that vision and it just took me a second. He just wanted to be in it. So he wanted the vision included himself being in the picture. So. Right. But it, it looks great, though, and I love it's a great illustration of uh, the video content and the work we do here at Dogwood also, too. So the first question I was going to jump into with the blog post, you know, video has changed 
a lot over the years and your short time on the surf, Lauren, because you're so much younger than I am. How have you seen video change? Well, I was actually kind of thinking about that when you said that, you know, you seeing it change has been different because you're on you were in video and like TV and that kind of thing. Because for me, so I'm 26. Um, so I am neither a millennial nor a Gen Z and neither one of them want me. But <laughs> I have kind of lived in the world of, you know, social media and YouTube and all that kind of good stuff. I mean, YouTube launched what in like early 2000s. So I was I was a kid. I, um, I want to say I put my first videos on YouTube in like 2004, 2005, maybe even 2003. It may have been 20 years ago. Yeah. So, so you were six when I did right. that. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I've really never known a time when video wasn't a big part of my life. But that being said, it still changed so much, especially in the last, I don't know, probably decade. I mean, from the time that I was probably about 14 or 15 is when I really started watching video content that wasn't, you know, TV shows mm -hmm. or things like that that were more professionally done. I know that there were people posting on YouTube way before that, but I feel like it really got into the the mainstream of just kind of that's what kids did when they got home was get on YouTube and mm -hmm. watch their favorite creators. Um, but so to see it go from, you know, TV and movies and professional to rando kid in their room can make videos and post it on YouTube <laughs> all the way to the TikTok world that we live in now where yeah. it's not even, you know, 10 minute long, 20 minute long videos. It's five second videos. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's changed a lot. That's one of the things I was going to talk about was how smartphones really changed the atmosphere of videos. Because even before that, like the, those first videos I took, we had a little camcorder and I used little mini DV tapes. I'd come back and I'd bring my mini DV tapes. I'd import them into the computer. And then I'd do my editing. Now you just literally, you can edit it on your phone and then yeah. immediately post. Also too, this is again going to date me. We had this big thing about turning your phone sideways for mm -hmm. the longest time. And now that's not so much a thing anymore because beforehand everything was being shot to be shown on TV. And so you turn your phone sideways. Now everything's really more shot to be shown on your phone. And so you hold your phone vertical. Mm -hmm. And so you're shooting a lot more vertical video now. And so that's in my head, it's, it's taken me a long time. I have to like think ahead, like, what am I shooting this for? Right. So I was, I was at my daughter's uh, cheer practice last night and I went to go turn it with ways. I was like, I'm not going to watch this on TV. This is going to be, I'm going to share it with her. She might post on Instagram or something like that. And so I turned my phone vertical, held it in my hand, and I just videoed her doing her little cheer exercises. Mm -hmm. And so, like, even me, as old as I am, I'm having to, like, reprogram myself. I, me and Lauren have a running joke about how old I am. So <laughs> Tell us about the good old days, yeah, Brian. I, 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 as I said last time. <laughs> Leave my mom famous, out of it, okay? Leave my mom out of it. Karen? <laughs> her Ask Karen. <laughs> her name is actually Karen. He's not just calling my mom a Karen. <laughs> Oh, All right. But yeah, cell phones, I mean, cell phones have done a lot. I mean, even so when I first got a phone, I had like one of those little red razor mm -hmm. flip phones and you weren't videoing anything on that. I mean, yeah. you could, but it would be like two pixels by two pixels mm -hmm. and like you would have no idea what it was. Um, but then, you know, iPhones and I mean, obviously Google has their phones and Samsung has their phones, but you know iPhones um, take the standard <laughs> right right um, take incredibly good pictures and videos and we were even talking to a client um, a couple of weeks ago because he wanted to start doing some little short vlogs for his social media and um, he was asking us you know like what what do I need to do what do I need to buy and we were like take your cell phone set it up <laughs> somewhere stable 
if you want to buy a tripod, that would be cool. And press record. Yep. <laughs> like for what he's doing, that's really all he needed. And I mean, even even just the changes since COVID, I mean, mm -hmm. pre-COVID, I feel like even even on the Internet, we had this feeling that videos needed to be very well produced and they needed to have good lighting and be pretty and have transitions. And that's still true in some ways, depending on where you're putting your video and what the purpose of it is. But post-COVID, I mean, so many of us are we're used to the Zooms. Mm -hmm. We're used to the cell phone FaceTime kind of feel that you really don't have to do all of that anymore. And it looks good anyways because cell phones have come so far. They have. And they're so much clearer now than mm -hmm. what they ever were. I mean, even I was thinking about it just when my kids were born. I keep going back to this 14 years ago. I had a Blackberry. Ooh. Yeah. And so I mean, like our first pictures of our kids are on BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really an option for video even on that. But like our picture quality was so not there. Right. You know? And so then, you know, I got an iPhone like the next year. And I remember, I think my son was maybe a year old and he picked up my iPhone and threw it across the room and broke it after <gasps> no. two weeks. I carried that iPhone around for three years, cracked. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were so expensive. And like, I was like. This is what it is, you know. I forget wow. to wear this badge of shame. And you still uh, love him. I do. I do still love him. I was very sad <laughs> that day, but I got over it. So, but so uh, let's go back into this. So, what makes video content so popular? Why is why are why does everyone want to go watch these videos on YouTube? Uh, why do they, I mean? Why are we doing so much more video? I mean, like here at Dogwood, our video business is is booming right yeah. now. We're doing a lot of video work, and so mm -hmm. we're doing the professional level work and going out and shoot film level videos. And so there's a big difference between those and the the handheld. But what's making all this video so popular right now? Yeah. So I mean, I think there's several reasons. I mean, from just a really simple like like physical reason, like the vast majority of us spend. Um, spend our days on our computers, reading text, writing, those kind of things. And so all day long, we're straining our eyes and reading and writing. And so having video content is just a lot easier on us physically because we have been spending all day staring at a screen, reading tiny words and all that kind of good stuff. So from just a physical standpoint, I mean, video is just an easier form of media to consume. Um, and then, of course, you've got the aspect of, I mean, yeah, we're Words are super great, and I'm an English major, and I love to write, but there's something special about being able to see what you're explaining or talking about visually. I mean, Mark talks about this a lot with the importance of B-roll. Like, mm -hmm. it, you can say something about how, you know, incredible the experience was to climb this mountain, and it was so cool, and you see the majesty of it all, but talking about that versus seeing it mm -hmm. is very different. And we even talk about that with our clients for their, you know, header videos and that kind of thing, like showing off who they are. Um, we even in writing, there's this concept of, you know, don't say it, like show it. And that's true in writing, but obviously even more true in video. So um, I think all of that combined with the fact that video is just so much easier to come by now is really just making it explode. That, that's going to kind of lead into my next two questions. You kind of touched on it very shortly. Video on social media. I mean, mm -hmm. like, this is a big piece now. Like, when we're working with a client now for social media pieces, we're looking at, especially even like these videos we're producing for them, mm -hmm. how can we repurpose them to show them in the social media also? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's even something we were talking, you know, you were saying the holding your phone different ways for mm -hmm. different 
different things. Um, we were even talking about that with Mark the other day because we were wanting to post some things for our social media. And um, we're, we were telling him, like, hey, we kind of need this in both ways. Yep. <laughs> like, um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that social media content obviously is moving very heavily towards uh, towards video. Um, Instagram has been incredibly open about that. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, telling everybody yep. move, move towards stories. Yes. Move towards videos, move towards stories, anything like that. Um, which is funny because Instagram started out as the little square picture mm-hmm. app, you know? Um, but I mean, everybody has seen how popular TikTok is. I mm-hmm. mean, they've seen the way that people will spend hours and hours. I mean, on average, people are watching video content of some sort 19 hours per week. That's crazy. Like, that's almost an entire day. <laughs> wow. Uh, insanity. I mean, and then on top of that, I mean, TikTok itself, people tend to watch about 89 minutes per day. Oh, my word. On TikTok, um, usually in like multiple sessions. But the average session on TikTok is about 10 minutes long. And when you think about the fact that the majority of those videos are 30 seconds or less, I mean, that is a ton of content. They're watching 20 videos, and they're doing that, picking up their phone nine times a day at 10 minutes a piece. Yeah. And it's on average. So there's people doing it more than that, of course. Mm-hmm. There's people doing it less, but still, that's a lot of time. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a ton. And so if you're not taking advantage of that, you're losing out on a big market of people. And I mean, we say this all the time, meet the people where they are. And right now, that's where they are. They're scrolling through reels. They're going through TikTok. I mean, I don't know how many of you are watching YouTube shorts, but, you know, mm-hmm. YouTube's even trying to get oh, yeah. into the game with the short video content. And they're, they're pumping it big time, too, right they now. They are. And it's kind of annoying, honestly. <laughs> like, the other day I was on YouTube and my husband and I, like, we joke and say that we would get rid of all of our other streaming platforms, like television everything if we could just keep youtube because we have youtube red and pay the extra money to not get the ads and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we watch youtube way more than anything else um but the other day i was on youtube looking for my typical content because i'm a nerd and i like reading content and that's what i want to watch and the first like five things on my list were all shorts (laughs) and i was like where is my video (laughs) content this is not what i want well, going back to I had one other question that came out of your first phrase, and then what you just said now is going to make another question. But I'm going to go back <laughs> to the first one. Uh, we talked about video and websites. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about B-roll, and you talked about just uh, having that included into the websites. Right. Too. How, how are you seeing this done? So, I mean, there's a couple of different ways that, I mean, we've done it and also that I've seen done that I think are really successful. Um, obviously, I mentioned video headers. So a lot of times if you go to somebody's website on typically the very top of the homepage, um, there will be some sort of video that typically doesn't have sound and it is made up of B-roll or drone footage, just kind of a a bigger visual of what the business is or who they work with Um, depends on what the the business is as to what would make sense to be there. But that's one way that I've seen it done. Um, There's also introduction videos. So in place of where a lot of people used to do their, you know, crew page or their like crew, that's what we call ours, their staff page. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like their about page, there's like little short videos explaining like this is who we are and this is what we do. And those are kind of called introduction videos. So either introducing a person or introducing your business, introducing the owner, whatever it might be. And then 
similarly, there's explainer videos that people are starting to um, incorporate into their blog strategy, which we've done this a little bit with one of our clients and not really for the same reason, but they were producing videos and we were just taking the transcript and turning it into a blog. Um, but people are now using this more as a strategy of creating a short explainer video that gives you the gist of the blog that people can easily reshare and tell people about whatever the content of the blog is um, without having to read the whole thing. So you might have, you know, your featured image, but then you've got your little quick video that you can share out that gets the gist across without them reading the whole blog. But then, of course, you still have your whole blog content that if somebody really wants to dig into it, they can. So people are just finding more and more ways to include video on everything. So you don't want to throw out your entire marketing strategy just for video. Oh, no. Because you've, I mean, you just named off probably 15 different avenues of how to do this. Mm -hmm. What's step one? Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big question. It is a huge question. Yeah, I mean... So for the the issue with questions like that is that it's really going to be different for everybody. That's true. Um, and the thing that I am constantly telling my clients is don't get so wrapped up in the craze of something new and exciting without having a strategy and a purpose behind Preach. doing it. Preach. Right? <laughs> well, because, you know, think about Snapchat. Everybody and their brother was so excited for Snapchat when it came out. And some people still use Snapchat. But largely, we've kind of seen that it it did its thing, it rode its wave, and now it's kind of gone. Because my kids love Snapchat, though. (laughs) And they're 14. I know. They're not our target audience. (laughs) Exactly. For anything we sell. (laughs) Right. Exactly. In general, the people that we're working with, like Snapchat's not really your thing. And the number of times I had to convince people, do not go make a Snapchat account when you don't know how to use it. Like, that's silly. Same thing with TikTok or Reels. Don't just start posting random stuff because you feel like you need to. You really need to come up with a strategy. Um, I think for a lot of people, the easiest first step as far as how to start incorporating things is to make those little self self-done videos, whether it's a vlog or whether it is a reel, um, finding the things that are unique to your company. Um, I think one of the biggest pitfalls of this TikTok culture is that we're jumping on TikTok trends without it actually having anything to do with your business or what you're selling or what you're doing. Because You know, the little dance videos are cute and stuff, but like, what is, if I see my insurance guy, like (laughs) doing a TikTok dance, like what, what does that tell me about what he has too much time on his hand? Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) that's what it tells me. (laughs) Right. You know, whereas I've seen people using TikTok in a very useful way, whether it's, you know, sharing kind of like we're doing in this podcast, like sharing quick tips or, you know, a day in the life kind of situation. Like there are ways to use it that are beneficial to you and your content. But the biggest no, no is just don't jump on there with no purpose and no clue. Uh, Make sure that you sit down and come up with a strategy first. So I guess that's the answer to your question is is where, where to start, start with a strategy. Actually, you set up a time Especially like, I mean, we, we love to sit down there and talk to our clients and, and I mean, literally right now there's things you've told our clients who are like, Hey, I want to go jump in and do this. And we're like, slow down. Right. So that's, that literally is strategy is make a strategy. Yeah. I mean, so. even for us, I mean, obviously we know that video is a big thing and we are trying to figure out a way to sustainably use that in our own content. Mm-hmm. I mean, without just 
you know, throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like we're trying to take the time to do it well. Um, and that's part of the reason why, like, even though you hear us saying like video is so great and we need to do this. If you go look at our social media right now, you probably are not going to see a whole ton of video because we're not just throwing it out there and hoping it works. We're taking the time to come up with a strategy, figure out what's going to go well, figure out how we can add benefit and value to our clients. We don't just want to run out there and start doing stuff. Well, even for us, even with having a full-time videographer on our staff, we have to strategize, like, Mm -hmm. what's the best way of using this that's going to make sense? Right. Because, we, I mean, I can't just have him come out here and make video all day long. Right. That's well, not profitable. It's not going to generate his new business. Exactly. And as a business, you do. I mean, obviously, we're talking in, in generalities, but, I mean, the majority of the people that we know listen to this are, you know, whether they're clients of ours or clients of other people's, like, you are a, a business. Um, and so, obviously, you have to think through the cost effectiveness mm-hmm. of things. I mean, maybe you really want to have a video that goes out every month, but you want a professional video. Well, you have to think about the cost of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, video is not, not cheap. <laughs> so There's a lot of time involved. It's not just shooting. There's mm-hmm. a lot of editing. There's logging, color correction. Anytime you have audio or lighting, it's a, it goes back to for the different purposes of the video, going back to making a strategy. Sometimes you can get away with doing the, stall, the tall vertical something for social media. Mm-hmm. Do that on yourself. Do it by yourself. You can have us to help us and help us guide it. But for us, like we're going to come in there and shoot the video, the storytelling videos, Getting the, uh, the 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 heart wrenching story of why people should give to your your uh, organization or, mm-hmm. or just different things like that that we, that it's different kinds of videos that are being used that need to be brought in and used as part of the strategy. Exactly. I mean, just like you wouldn't put a video that you recorded on your cell phone in two minutes because you thought about it on your homepage. No, no, no that's not your homepage, Gaffrick. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's not the one you're going to show to all your uh, organization's donors. Exactly. Exactly. That probably needs a professional that needs somebody with the correct lighting and the correct equipment and all that kind of good stuff. Similarly, you're probably not going to have our video guy come out and do you, you know, eight videos for your social media. We would do it if you want to. But... (laughs) You're probably not going to do that when you look at the sticker on that. Right. <laughs> so, it's not the best use of your resources. And exactly. we're the ones that are making the money. And we're telling you that's not the best use of your resources. Right. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we obviously we do what we do because we, we love it and we love the people that we're, we're working with. Um, you know, making money and getting paid and all that kind of good stuff is important. It's what allows us to do what we do. But we we want to see you do the best that you can with the you know with the budget that you have so we're yeah. not going to tell you to go out and do crazy things for no reason well i know on that note we're going to kind of have to end up wrapping this up we've gone over time a little bit which happens sometimes Whoops. i know it's okay i think this has been a great conversation i think we've given out a lot of great information to kind of get people thinking about videos and kind of another thing that's going to tie into that's our episode what we're talking about next week and you'll be back hosting this one with uh, with Kristen who's mm-hmm. our creative director and you guys will be talking about the power of great graphic design in your business. So, again, another thing that requires strategy Yep. Um, because there's a lot of things that you can do with design and how you can use it with your business. And so next – actually, in two weeks' episode, it will be a great one for to tune back into to make sure you do that. And also, if you do like what you're hearing here, you can head over to our website at dogwoodmediasolutions.com. Make sure you check out all of our other blog content that we've written as well. Um, also, all of our podcast episodes are there. Podcast is up in the link. You can click on that. And go back and listen to any other podcast we produce. Make sure you subscribe to that way you'll get automatic notifications 
on your preferred podcast platform as soon as we publish this podcast on Tuesdays. Uh, also, uh, if you're looking to connect with us on our website, the best place to do that is right there on the website at the Contact Us button. Go directly there. All of our social accounts are linked there on the website, too. So all that said, I want to say thank you for tuning in for the Dogwood Media Solutions Podcast. Lauren, thank you for joining me once again. Um, and until then, next time, as Lauren likes to say in all the endings of her podcast, happy marketing. <laughs> we need to come up with a catchphrase for you. Ah, yeah. Happy marketing. Happy <laughs> marketing.